0: hey bitch boy hey you oh what's up i don't know much kind of sleepy i woke up at six o'clock this morning to go fish
1: right on oh shit was it this morning that you caught the trout
0: yeah nice yeah i fished for like five hours before i caught anything (laughs) shit i went to sleep around six (laughs) What the fuck? Why are you up till six?
1: just couldn't sleep. No, nah, dude, I've got tinnitus real fucking bad sometimes. Oh, like your ears
0: ring? Yeah. Damn. You should wear, like, like monitors or earplugs or something so you don't fuck up your hearing. You know that's what happened to, uh, what was the, what's the lead singer of ACDC's name?
1: Yeah, Brian Johnson, cause he was racing. No, it's nothing like that. We wear monitors whenever we practice, so, like, that's not an issue ever uh it's something that's always been wrong with me dude uh i I don't want to say always i can remember it back whenever i was like 10 or 11 it always fucked with me i've had i've always had trouble sleeping oh
0: Oh. so you just stay up all night beating your meat hoping you'll fall asleep yep pretty much yeah that's
1: what i do i mean no one's gonna beat it for me so you know (laughs) You need to knows, find I better. See, I might see, like, girls beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, at the show. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be almost better, in a way.
0: Like, mosh pit! Oh, shit, that's not a mosh pit. That's just Michelle and Ashley beating the fuck
1: out of each other because they both want my dick. Well, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you get your meat beat by someone. Sure, that's cool in the moment, but it's not something you're really going to cling to unless it was something legendary like the new bar that you compare everything to. You know what I mean? We all have that one experience. Um, but, you know, seeing eight girls just beat the fuck out of each other. I'm going to remember that shit because that's the only time I think I'll ever see that happen in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, shit. Oh, all right, let's get this show on the motherfucking road. All right. It's your turn to do the intro, bitch boy.
1: All right. Thanks, bitch boy. Give me just a second. (sighs) 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 Welcome to the Dangerous Freedom Podcast. This is what, episode 16? (laughs) oh yeah 14
0: 15 16 yep damn man man.
1: 16 bars i go hard in the motherfucking paint i'll stop um (laughs) 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 um anyhow behind this train wreck of an intro i'm your host brad hartzorn joined as always by the charismatic and lovely blake burlingame feel free to compliment him as much as possible if you have him on social media, he just got his nails done and he's really self-conscious about it.
0: I need all the, I need all the positive compliments I can get. You know, I'm just a wreck without everybody's approval. <laughs>
1: yeah. On that note, we're also both single moms. So go support our Patreon or our kids will starve to death. We will make sure of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: little Timmy hasn't eaten in weeks because all I've got is $5 on Patreon in the last year.
1: Yeah. Can we smash that fucking Patreon? A hundred dollars by tonight or little Timmy's getting a nine millimeter between his eyes. (laughs) Fuck. Be like, be like, be
0: like, yeah. And his brother, big Timmy is 14 and I still breastfeed him because I can't afford to buy real
1: food. You have any idea how hard it is for a male to breastfeed? First off, you get really <laughs> weird looks at truck stops. <laughs> well, really, like you get
0: weird looks, and then like people come up to you, they're like, they're like, You mind if I give that a shot, boy?
1: <laughs> yeah, the really weird part about that is I've convinced Timmy that my tits are between my legs. <laughs> don't, <laughs>
0: don't, don't you ever talk to me or my wife's son ever again?
1: Oh fuck. Well, now that we've covered all the bases, thanks for tuning in, guys. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but on a serious note, let's talk about New Mexico.
0: Yeah, uh, so if I'm sure everybody's heard about it or whatever, but there was a compound where a, the son of a famous imam with connections to the Muslim Brotherhood and connections to the 1991 World Trade Center bombing his son, you know, just sounds like he's got such an upstanding uh, Muslim father. He's just a pillar of the Muslim community in New York, you know, he just sounds like Be a fair, great fucking guy.
1: Those circumstances are probably almost all coincidental. I mean, what are the odds that they aren't? Oh, wait, almost 100%. Sorry. <laughs> so,
0: anyways, he, uh, he or one of his, all the names are like, uh, it, i'll be honest the names are also fucking confusing i can't tell which one's which when i read the story i'm like i'm like was it like was it Abdin abad who's shafar was it like jafar or was it aladdin that you know fucking right. kidnapped the kid i don't know well,
1: to english jim bob and billy bob but the brown ones
0: yeah one of them uh kidnapped a kid and uh i think the i think the kid was dead when they when they went there i think they found the body when they got there yeah they um, dug up a body yeah they dug up the 3 year old's body so that that's good um and then there was uh i think like 11 other people there between the ages of 1 and 15 living on potatoes and a box of rice um the police came, the fbi had been monitoring the compound looking for the guy but had not actually seen him And I guess somebody in the compound got a hold of a cell phone or something and called the sheriff's department called 911 and said that they were starving and needed help. And so the sheriff's department went there and, you know, found the people living in these conditions and uh, a bunch of weapons. Um, Hmm. They they were apparently training them to commit school shootings. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, it was for the name of Allah. I mean, I don't know. Conquest ideology and all that. Oh, well, um, let's play
1: the patent game here. It was probably done in the name of Catholicism. Well, no, they just rape kids. Oh. Well, you know, I've seen 11 children, religious ties, I mean.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, you know, the good thing, you know, I guess I guess you could say the good thing about the Catholics is, you know, at least they don't kill the kids after they fucking abuse them and rape them. <laughs> It's a silver, even the most silver linings.
1: Even the most Abhorrent example of You know western civilization In the modern world And it's still better than Islam Because they we're do all those con- things And then they kill the kids We're not condoning this by any stretch yeah, we're by not,
0: the way I'm trying to condone butt fucking little
1: boys Yeah if you fuck a kid I think you should get a bullet between your eyes And I think you and I both pretty well Agree on that Yeah yep 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 I'll be the one to do it. I'll gladly do it. I would actually almost be willing to fight you to the death for the honors. <laughs> Honor killings. Uh, <laughs> Man, I guess they are sometimes or often justified.
0: <laughs> so anyways, the uh, three of the people, three of the five, I guess, of the people, and I could have the num- their names were all so fucky and they all have like 17 fucking names that all sound the same. So I could be off on the number of people when I read them back to back. I think it was five people. Three of them got released because the sheriff's department failed to follow the 10-day law to uh, have a court, like, basically a hearing for probable cause. It seems to me like uh, somebody calling and saying, hey, we're starving and we need help uh, would be probable cause, seeing as police departments and fire departments and such do welfare checks all the time, so that, I'm I'm pretty sure that's. and if that's not probable cause under the law, then, for one, the law's fucked, but I think that judge is just a fucking moron, for one, like, how can,
1: right, and really, not to interrupt you, but really the only reason they got off, (coughs) excuse me, scot-free, is because of the 10-day clause, like, they just couldn't proceed to trial fast enough, and so the whole thing had to get dismissed, which I think is absolute bullshit.
0: Yeah, what, like, what more probable cause is there than someone calling and saying, hey, we're dying?
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry, we waited more than ten days. Looks like you're yeah. gonna die. I,
0: like, it's the most fucked thing I've ever heard. You know? And I'm not just saying this because, it, because I have a deep hatred of the religion of islam i'm not saying it just because of that like it's fucked like it's completely fucked and and you know also i do hate islam so there's that too but see people try to like i'm not an islamophobe i'm not scared of islam i just don't like it
1: Right, I just think it is inferior in every way to Western culture.
0: incompatible. By its inferiority, it is incompatible to Western culture and civilization and values. And so the defense of Islam is... there there is none. There is no defense of Islam.
1: Right. (laughs) Just literally, it, it cracks me up, because... All of the advancements that the left sort of champions around, if you flip those to the polar opposites, that's the Islam that they say is very tolerant. And, you know, we've touched on this before, but you talk about women's rights. Third-wave feminists want more and more of, which, you know, I don't... I wouldn't really call them equal rights at that point. It's just women yeah, bitching. Like, heads, um, <laughs> but like, like,
0: what rights do women have that men don't? Tell me one. And all that. Like,
1: do you... Like, do you want reparations for having a vagina? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm
0: not I'm not game with that. Like like if you guys want to start like <laughs> like if you guys want to fall into some of the demographics that men fall into that aren't the um mythological wage gap, then start to fall in some of those and get some really quality.
1: I will say that the logic is kind of astounding though, because Here's here's the thing. I'm just going to play a numbers game and see how the third-wave feminism thing rolls off. I think it's dying out. Or at the very least, it isn't isn't under the spotlight as much as it was maybe a couple of years ago even. Just because whenever it was... Right. But on the off chance that there is this huge victory for third-wave feminism to where women are weighed... Like, where women's rights are weighed substantially more than men's or, you know, just people in general... If gender is a fluid thing, then the day that that happens, I will immediately identify as a woman. I'll change my name to Brianna. I'll become a proud girl. And at that point, I'll just <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's just this weird double standard that sexism exists but yeah, gender is also fluid. I don't think
0: that they, yeah, like like they're like we want like we want women to be equal, but also men can be women. Fuck the patriarchy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right and the thing is you talk about them eating themselves that's something they've done before in trying to be um non-inclusive of trans men Which to women in feminist sense. groups I yeah it absolutely does more.
0: But... It's, like, it's, like, it's like we're feminists you're not, you're not yeah okay. I
1: mean at least at least ideologically consistent like I still think you're retarded but I respect yeah, you like, a little more like. And you know like the
0: thing is is people will be like oh you're uh, you're you're misogynist and I, I'm I'm not like I have no hatred or disrespect for women. I think that men and women are different, and I think that's a good thing. I think that women are good at different things than men. And what's wrong with that? And all that third yeah. I don't think that third wave feminism is pushing like there's no policy or anything that could be enacted that could like be like well women are un- like like women are equal under law. So I don't know what they're going for. Well, I do. What what third wave feminism is going for is it's going to discredit. It's what it's um what's the word where the i like it's not it's identity politics but uh the intersect intersectionality what intersectionality is going for is it's trying to unless you are some sort of minority or a female or gay or some sort of um the word they use is um what's the a
1: more, an, and a, an oppressed, know, visible, minority.
0: <laughs> oppressed visible, visible minority unless you were one of those things then your opinion doesn't matter somehow because you couldn't experience what that person has experienced well i hate to tell you that that is a logical fallacy on its own it's an appeal to authority it's like when someone tells me that I don't know about conservatism or I'm wrong for being conservative because I'm 23 years old and they're 60. And listen here, young buck, you'll learn one day. Like, like that's your, that's your argument. Like you're, it's an appeal to authority. It's not, it's not a real argument or anything.
1: Right. You know, this is off track a little bit, same topic, I guess. But I think the next time someone does call me something like misogynist, I'm just going to tell them I identify as a woman and see how <laughs> it plays out. Like, like I'm a female. Uh, and then they'll be like, no, okay, well, go kiss that dude over there. No, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I've seen, have you seen the, uh, have you,
0: I've seen articles about trans couples where they're both trans and they're having a baby. I'm like, this is just hetero with extra steps, you dumb fucks. Yeah, <laughs> but just, but just be like, just be a fucking like, like if you're still gonna be a, you're still gonna be a fuck, but just be like some weird cuck little bitch boy instead of like having to be a like actual lady.
1: Man, that actually ties beautifully though into our intro to segue back to that. Like, there is actually a scenario where a baby gets to suck on daddy's titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh the left is almost poetic sometimes
0: this is funny because the same people who we, we we got into feminism a little bit but i'm gonna i'm gonna rail it back into islam and new mexico all the people who preach for intersectionality and feminism and stuff are the same people that think islam is a religion of peace
1: Right. It's almost as if they are willfully ignorant to the atrocities that Islam commits, or that people commit in the name of Islam, rather, every single yeah, day and they in the just Middle East. See, like,
0: the Islamic population of America, which I would love to get the actual numbers. I'm sure it's very small.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a yeah, couple okay, million. That,
0: that's, that's minuscule. So the Islamic population of America living under an already solid foundation of Western values, of course you're not going to have these things, but you go to somewhere where like, instead of being the exception, they're the rule and where like God's word, the Quran is the law Sharia law. I mean, the it's it's disgusting. And then you ask people like, I would love to, I would love to speak to an Islamic person. Like, I just really would like I have a lot of like I have a lot of serious questions like because they're going to say like, oh, no, 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 we don't believe in that. We don't believe in that. Well, do you support Sharia law? Well, you know, it's the same kind of thing that I would that I've got into it with Christians before where I'm like, and that was just because I was so like militant atheist, which I'm not anymore towards Christianity because like, they're like, oh, love thy neighbor. Like, cool. And then like but then you could get into the semantics of like the Bible and stuff of like don't mix cloth. Don't eat this food or whatever, you know, all the stupid like some of the Jew shit and stuff. Um
1: <laughs> Oh man. Well, some of the popular. Jew shit. That's
0: from the Torah. It's a different religion. But No, I know. It's it's just how you yeah, said I it. But uh but all that all that's funny because like, I'm just trying to... I'm trying to cover my bases and play devil's advocate. It's not that I'm trying to cover my bases. I'm just trying to, like, be intellectually honest. Um, like, there are certain things in Christianity that are like, oh, yeah, like, you guys ignore that and you're stupid for ignoring it or you real Christians. And so the same argument could be said, like, for the Muslims where they're like, well, we just, like, we're not really... We're not really for that kind of stuff. But the stuff that, like... Like, there's not a country, really. Like, there's not... There's no law of Christianity. There's no... They don't operate within their own right. space.
1: Well, and here's, here's the thing, the biggest differentiating factor, okay? Because, you know, are there some things in the Bible that are questionable? And, you know, certainly some very violent, borderline genocidal things. Yeah, there absolutely are. Just as there are in the Quran. But there is a difference between rhetoric and action, So you look at Western civilization, one founded on Catholicism, Christianity, whatever you want to call it. That was sort of the backbone that propelled it all forward. Right. And, you know, uh, we had the Crusades, the Dark Ages, whatever happened a millennia ago, but applying it to the modern world, do you see Christians fleeing gay people off of rooftops because their holy book tells them to do so? No, of course you don't. Do you see people being stoned to death in the streets? No. Do you see, I mean, you know, sex trafficking is a big thing worldwide, but it's also huge in the Islamic world. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the, like,
0: it's, it's way bigger
1: like, in the Islamic world, because they view women as property, and, yeah. it's like,
0: why aren't the feminists mad about that? Like, see, yeah. we're getting mad about these, like, I feel like, like, am I a feminist because I'm pissed off about, like, these unequal rights that women, and how women are treated in these countries, and it's disgusting and abhorrent? Should I, like, like, I'm mad about that, but... Yet, like, somebody who's, like, an intersectional feminist would tell me that I'm being insensitive to Islam. I'm like, so what are you?
1: I would say Islam isn't exactly very sensitive to you with your blue hair and your septum piercing. As a matter of fact, I would wager that they would view you as a whore, take you into the town square, stone you to death, but not after they all ran a train on you. I would just, I'd, I'd, be, like, like, I'd be like, bitch,
0: you need to get a fucking burka on, you ugly.
1: Yeah, but you see my point, right? Like, oh, that's not very sensitive. I'm sorry, I'm trying to fucking protect you. Like, like, like gays for Islam. Like, Like, (laughs) like, how dare Superman not be more sensitive to Lex Luthor's plan to take over the world? Maybe you should have just heard him out. Maybe he was a nice guy. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Fuck.
0: It's it's really a then we're probably beating a dead horse here again, but it keeps coming up like like these stories keep presenting themselves and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it, I'm gonna get the message out there that Islam really is a filthy, disgusting, abhorrent, backwards, dated religion.
1: Yeah. It's authoritarian in nature. It's a conquest ideology to the point. Right, it's a conquest ideology that is not only authoritarian, but also very fascist. If you don't conform to the very ideals with which it holds itself to, you're an infidel, you're going to be killed. Sorry, yeah, no I way around that. About the way... Well, because that would be culturally insensitive, obviously. They promote diversity, and you can't be diverse if you're white, no matter what your opinion is. Whitey! Anyways, to segue into awful culture let's talk about the culture of losers that we've bred in the west as of late in the younger generations yeah, we're, not, of we're people. not
0: winning so we're not winning like yeah we're doing better than the middle east and we're doing better than a lot of places but uh, here in america we're not we're not doing so hot lately our track record's doing pretty bad we're having a lot of uh home and you know like i'm okay with saying this like like, everybody, like, gets mad. They're like, they're like, Republicans won't say domestic terrorism, homegrown terrorism. They say, no, it's homegrown domestic terrorism. I mean, it's simple. Like, there is a small minority of conservatives that probably do. And it's just rhetoric. It's semantic. So I'm not going to play into that at all. But we're breeding. Like, why? Look at all these fucks that go in and murder innocent people. Like, look into their actual history. Look into them as a person. And you'll see that they are sad, pathetic, fucking men who have who in it's it's a stretch to even call them men because you know men don't fucking murder innocent people like for sport or for fun
1: or especially over a game of Madden.
0: Yeah, but it, the, this this kid and it's not just this kid. This is just the Florida Madden shooting is just the latest in a trend yes it, 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 it's it's minuscule and you i'm not i say a trend because it's the media blows it so out. and it's not blown out of proportion it's tragic and it's a bad thing but the media coverage is blown out of proportion somewhat because you see some stories like this new mexico story and it was in the news for a day you see a lot of stories that don't fit a progressive liberal narrative and they get covered they're in the news for a day and then they're gone but these good-
1: right it's all about sensationalism progressing the agenda with which they the want media to loves achieve. Blood
0: shit. the media is part of the problem is that we basically the mainstream media all of it i'm not talking about fucking cnn and bashing saying fake news i'm saying all of mainstream media as a yeah. whole and even social media involved in that Thing should be regulated by right. really, really feel, to, interrupt,
1: to interrupt you, really the only person in media I can think of that doesn't sensationalize this type of thing at all would be Ben Shapiro. He won't even mention the mass shooter by name, which I think rightfully so. You know, you talk about how it happened. You know, you give the detail. It's something that's worthy of news coverage, certainly. But I certainly see and defend his point that By giving this shooter recognition, that is what he always wanted. So you see someone else on the brink of doing something like this and they say, hey, that worked. This is how I leave my mark, my legacy, you know, which is a fucked up thought process. But obviously it occurs to some people that this is going to be their manifest destiny. That's the problem. Like, that's the problem with the losers is that this is their this is their
0: message. This is their life. This is their legacy. That's a fucking problem Like, and it, it people say talk, people throw around toxic masculinity. No, that's not, there's no toxic masculinity in that. It's the complete lack of masculinity. Masculine does, I hate, I hate to tell you, uh, feminist and liberals and stuff, uh, masculinity involves caring for people. Uh, being a man means wanting to take care of those around you. I know you guys hate that idea. Um, single moms, but that's what it, that's what it is. That's what being a man is about.
1: It's about being a leader. It's about being someone who is revered to get the people you love most through the hardest times that one could possibly imagine. It's, it's not about having a fucking John Cena poster on your wall and, you know, taking whey protein. Yes. It's not about <laughs> driving
0: a lifted pickup all, truck.
1: No, it's all about character. It's saying what are you willing to do for your family? Like, honestly, to be a man in the fullest extent, Is there's a lot of sacrifice involved because it almost always involves putting your family or at the very least, you know, I mean, I guess you could say family, even if it's just like a significant other or something like that. I mean, obviously family. I'm rambling, but it's always about putting those people you love most in the best position to succeed, being a leader for your family unit. You know, it's about setting an example not only within your family, but in your community, you know, that's what being a man is all about. So you should
0: first of all, strive for, you know, being a leader within your, within your nuclear home. And then you should strive to be a leader within your more extended family. You know, like you should be proud. If you're that person that people come to for things, you should be proud of that. That means that they respect you and they revere you. That's a good thing. And then if you can take on that load and you still have some more left in you, I think Steven Crowder. I'm kind of going off a Crowder thing, but it, it was really, it was really good. You know, it was just if you have that, if you got a little bit more in you, you can look into your community. You know, and that is, and that's what we've said since fucking day one. Is like let the family, let the community take care of America. And I, I don't think that we necessarily. A lot of people, that's what conservatism preaches, but conservative, pre- a lot of mainstream conservatism preaches that through religion. I don't think you need religion to be a leader, to be a good person, or to be a man. You know, you don't.
1: No. Maybe, maybe that makes the platform it a does. little easier. I mean, it's I- kind of like a guide. Yeah, it absolutely. But there are certainly other avenues that you can go about doing it. And that's the thing. It's about being someone that people respect for the right reasons. Is ultimately what it comes down to, whether it be your immediate family, your immediate family, and your extended family. Whether that includes a community or not, it's about being. It's about being an example of how to be a man. Oh, we've disintegrated that <laughs> and within our society. Oh, absolutely. these
0: men that are that maybe didn't have the best example because of this failure of the system of raising men. It has led these men to – they don't know who they are. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to make something of themselves. And it, it takes them down a really dark path, and that's the problem. The problem isn't too much masculinity. The problem is not enough.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's sort of a – I guess you could say there's a bastardization of it within media. I guess I can almost see the point of toxic masculinity – like I almost agree with the sentiment, but not at all with the definition with which they give. Does yeah, like sense? the fuck boys who are like, I mean, like, like I, I guess I was gonna give the example
0: of like your tough guy macho man kind of shit. We're not. I'm not saying be a pussy. Like that's not what a that's not what we're saying. We're not saying like. Oh.
1: Right, but we're saying that just because you know you're a fucking tough guy with your Copenhagen, in and, and your lifted ram with your big ass shit kicking boots on. That 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 is not what makes you a man. Can you still be a man and have those things? Yeah, absolutely. But none of it is material. None of it is external. It's all internal. It's your character. It's what you are as a person. And some people are born with it. A lot of people have to grow into that. Yeah. And unless you have the proper role models set forth at a young age, mind you, to achieve that, it can be fucking difficult.
0: It can be very difficult. I think that... Like, I mean, the closest, like, my grandfather was a very strong uh, male role model within my life, you know. But outside of him, I haven't, I don't, I never had any growing up. Like, I looked into, like, and and that's the problem with, uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of people in social media. Like, honestly, like, I've learned so much about, like, being a man in leadership and stuff from people like Andy Frisella, Jocko Willink, and these people, and I needed that, and that's why I think that those are fucking great people. They're doing, like, literally God's fucking work.
1: Yeah, and see, in my personal experience, I guess I was more blessed than some, because I legitimately think I have two examples that completely exemplify what it means to be a man, and the example they set, and that is my father and my grandfather you know, just in terms of work ethic, dedication, um, virtue, um, just honor more than anything and staying true to your word and having it mean yeah, something. And- I was so fortunate to have people like that, but I had a lot of friends growing up who didn't have a father at all. And I've seen them, you know, here within the last few years sort of struggle go- coming into manhood. They don't know how to do it because they- they've never been shown.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it is difficult. Like, and it, and the thing is, is for people that may not, or may have lost a role model early or something. It you, it takes a lot of it takes practice. It takes work, and that's for anybody. It takes discipline and work to try to be a man in the truest sense of the word. You know.
1: Oh, oh it absolutely does. So, to sort of quit going in circles about it, what is? I don't necessarily want to say a cut and dry solution because I don't think that exists, but what do you think are some realistic steps one could take towards trying to become a man? I think the number one
0: thing you can do, and uh, maybe I'm speaking from personal, like I'm just going to kind of speak on a personal level, but I think that it kind of could definitely apply across the board. I think a really good thing you could do, is um try to instill a little bit of discipline into your daily life as a number one thing. You know, like if like like start like if you're an alcoholic, you know, maybe cut back on your drinking a little bit. If you're out of shape, maybe start working out a little bit. I'm not saying dive completely in. You're gonna fail if you just dive completely in right from the beginning. Just start making small that being
1: said, that's what some people need.
0: Yeah, but like it's kinda like it's like lower your standards a little bit. It's kind of uh like Jordan Peterson says, you know, I, I forget the term he uses, but he's like, just take a take a smaller step. You don't have to start taking smaller steps and at least if you're working towards that, then you're gonna get to the next step eventually. Not everyone starts at the same level.
1: Oh, absolutely not. I believe the paraphrase quote was actually something along the lines of, clean your room or you won't slay dragons tonight. Yeah, like, if, if you're
0: fucking just always, like, playing video games and shit, maybe, like, go hang out with, like, other men and people who share these values. Like, go find, like, a fucking gym and go, like, like I'm not saying, like like, go work out with people. Like, if you're fucking playing video games all the time, you're probably a fat fuck anyways. So like you probably do need to go work out and you'll probably meet some pretty like disciplined people. I'm not saying they're going to be good in all other aspects of their life because that's not certainly true either. I know plenty of people who can apply so much discipline to one aspect of their life, but no discipline to other aspects of their life. I mean, I think that maybe even I'm one of those people. I can be so disciplined about some things and other things like it'd be the same principles to carry across. And I struggle with that.
1: Right. And it doesn't even have to be working out. But, you know, the point is, I guess, just the bastardization of basic human interaction is what kills these people, like literally kills other people because of these people indirectly, you know. Um, So, you know, it doesn't have to be a gym. It can be a bar. It can be your workplace, whatever. Just riff with met. Like literally one of the easiest things you can do in your step to becoming a man and maybe this is a non-sequitur, but I feel like it helps a lot and gets you a lot farther than you would expect whenever you initially figure out how to do it. Learn how to fucking banter.
0: Learn how to, learn how to, like, I'm not saying, like, talk like you're like, hey, dude, check out that chick's tits, you know? Like, you don't have to do that, but just, like, learn how to, like, I can talk with a lot of people. I think I'm a decent conversationalist. I can sit around and talk and bullshit about a lot of stuff. I have a lot of hobbies, you know? And I'm interested in other people's hobbies. Like, you tell me, like, you fucking, like, make fucking candles. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And my first thought is, like, dude, you make candles. You're really good at fucking making candles. You should start selling that shit. That's like, that's, like, my number one thought. Like, every every time somebody tells me they have a hobby, like, they show me their hobby and they're, like, so fucking good at it. I'm like, you're really fucking good at this. Like, do something with that. You're going to be a lot happier, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, we touched up on it with the last episode that went up, is just surrounding yourself with people who are willing to push you. Obviously, they're not going to do all the work for you, but people who keep you motivated, people who are successful that you can take note from, like, if you don't have a role model, go find one. They're out in the world everywhere. And, it's, and, it's, it's... and most of them are pretty approachable, you know, don't be a total pussy about it. Like, uh, hello, can you, uh, I'm sorry, oh, piss your pants or like shit your pants like a fucking incel and blow your brains out two weeks later. Don't do that, but go find, (laughs) but like go find a successful person in your life. You know, maybe it's someone in your not so immediate family. Maybe it's someone you work with. That's a great start. If you work for a smaller company, you know, get to know the owner of that business a little bit, rip with him a little bit. Just be like, you know, Talk about how the IRS rapes them. They well, love and that. And
0: you know what the thing is? Is like when you talk to like business owners and stuff, like if you're if you're not familiar with business and the way small business operates and stuff, it's always, it's not, and I don't know how much experience you have. <laughs> because in my experience, like people who try to talk to business owners about business, it's just kind of like a lot of, like you can talk to people about it, but don't try to play it up. Like you really know what you're talking about. And like you've gained some sort of, like you've done anything in your life like you should be going into it with more of a learning aspect and a lot of these people that are business owners and stuff especially men are going to be very alpha personalities you're not going to be like best buds and sit there and riff and banter like in a friendly necessarily way like you should look you should approach it as a learning opportunity how, what you can learn from these people and their success because you're not just going to be fucking best buds with your fucking millionaire boss like you guys have nothing in common
1: no and that's the thing go into it with a learning mindset you know talk to him a little bit about how you know his taxes work or anything like that you know what his overheads like things like that first off if you're concerned about that it shows him that you are concerned with the business succeeding if you're asking financial questions about it that aren't too pressing, like "Hey, bud, let's see those tax returns," <laughs> insider trading, I'll bet, you know, don't approach them like that. <laughs> but you know, you talk about some small things like that. Not only are you going to learn something, but you may very well gain this man's admiration. Who is your gainful well, you might employer? Just make a relationship, you best. know. Yeah, exactly. But even beyond that, like there are all kinds of benefits to this. You're learning how to be a man. Your boss thinks you're less of a lazy piece of shit because you only work 20 hours a week and refuse to work even a single minute over. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, there's almost no downside to throwing yourself into the abyss and trying to learn how to be a man. There really isn't.
0: You're only going to come out better. Sorry, feminists and male feminists. Male feminists, you need to go away Leave it to the chicks. Let them do it. Let them scream and shriek. You just stand there. Tell your wives to
1: shut up. Okay, here's the thing, male feminists. Those of you that aren't gay, we all know what you're doing. Women don't buy your shit. That's why none of them will fuck you, which is all you want. To dudes, you just seem more pathetic because it's like you're creeping to the lowest possible level on the dating spectrum to try and attract women, and it's pathetic. You're literally... The exemplified version of, oh, I held the door open for her, why won't you fuck me, oh, fucking slut? <laughs> like, <laughs> just know that I hate you. Other men around the world hate you and think you're a massive pussy. And women are so unattracted to you because even if they claim they hate men, they secretly love them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, they, they do. Like, like women, it's biological.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, lesbian, sure, whatever, I won't include them. by people, I'm gonna say 80% chance that they love men. Um, <laughs> but my point being is nothing makes a woman's vagina drier than saying the words, I respect you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but you see my point, right? These dudes are like snakes in the grass just waiting for a wounded rabbit to sna- snap up. Like, does the thing have malaria? Is it missing and an sick. eye? And you, know and you, you know what? I see
0: these dudes, and I see a lot of them. You're a fucking pedophile. You just look like a fucking pedophile. You look sick. You're disgusting.
1: Most of them end up with really fat chicks, from what I've observed. I don't know what that means take from it what you will I mean if I were a fat chick I'd almost definitely be a feminist because let's face it the playing ground is not even even if it's by my own attrition I've got to find a way to level this out as much as possible and I'm not going to stop shoving Big Macs in yeah, my we're, mouth we're
0: going to change the status quo
1: <laughs> we're really tipping the scales uh-huh, pun intended because they're fat <laughs> like seriously the scale might tip over <laughs>
0: Well, poor poor girl, most scales only go up to 300 pounds.
1: I just find it abhorrent that 90% of the weight is (laughs) hoarded by the heaviest 10% of the population.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could go for some of that. Like, if I could get, like, an extra 30, 40 pounds, I'd be a happy boy.
1: Yeah, can we get some government-funded fat redistribution, please? Bernie,
0: I want you on that.
1: Have you ever seen someone who's like the recipient of such a thing, a fat redistribution? No, I don't think so. Oh no, they'll do it to girls. Oh, really? um, I mean, yeah, what they'll do is they'll have the girl gain like thirty pounds, and then they'll liposuction it out, and then they'll inject that, all of that into her ass. That's kind of. I, I'm I'm okay with plastic surgery. It's not even plastic surgery. There's no plastic well, involved. It's just
0: a fat ass. Everybody loves a fat ass, Brad. Yeah.
1: But, like, no, it's just, it leaves, like, this gnarly scar. It's like they reinsert it with something between a fucking turkey baster and a jackhammer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ, did you absorb Harry Potter on your hip?
0: (laughs) I know dudes that say they're not into, like, fake tits. I'm like, you're a fuck. Like, how are you not into fake tits?
1: Yeah. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, come on. You're like, like you're, like you're like like oh, you don't like a perfect set of tits? Is that what you're telling me? Fuck off. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's almost like women who say they don't like That's almost like women who say they like uncircumcised men. I'm like, "You fucking liar." What?
0: That's what they all tell me.
1: <laughs> all right. So, like if you could eat a candy bar without a wrapper with no consequences, would you? <laughs>
0: What does that even mean?
1: Like, your dick comes in like a wrapper. Yeah. Yeah, but like, candy bars come in wrappers, but the only reason they do that is so they aren't messy and get all over the place, but like, hypothetically, if the candy bar wasn't messy and didn't get all over the place, wouldn't you just rather not bother with a wrapper at all? Are you, like, are you, are you saving? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mutilate my dick, so I'm okay.
1: Okay, well, not all of us had that fucking privilege. Okay, I couldn't exactly speak English when I was three minutes o- old.
0: Yeah, it is kind of. I'm not gonna get into circumcision. I really don't even want to talk about it. It, 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 it. Yeah, I know.
1: No. <laughs> fucking Jews.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of a redistribution of. I could use some redistribution of fat to my dick but uh, anyways (laughs) can you imagine if you had a
1: fat roll like how would you get rid of it
0: (sighs) it's just my foreskin I'd get a circumcision
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ my dick's gonna look like the fucking arm of the Michelin tire man by the time I'm done having these surgeries
0: (laughs) (laughs) no like my dick's gonna be the Michelin tire man (laughs) <laughs> Arms and yeah. all. I'd be
1: like,
0: I, I'd be like, I think that's a tumor. I'd be like, no, no, it's actually it's adding some girth. We'll go with it.
1: Yeah, don't worry, that's my dick's got a spare tire. I'm getting six more put on in the next couple years. Okay. So think uh, of all the money you need, though buying unribbed condoms at that point that is
0: true. I turn them inside out so they're ribbed for my pleasure. <laughs>
1: Oh, see, what I'll do is I'll wear two of them, turn the first one inside out, but then that way she still has her ribs. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Plus, you know, you just can't trust them, so minimum two, if not like six. I wear condoms, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. You you have... Nature gave you a condom that you just never bothered to discard. (laughs) Nature kind of gave you a condom that you just never bothered to discard.
0: I I, I got one built in.
1: Yeah. Anyways, enough talking about dicks here. Let's try and keep this PG. We are, in fact, a Christian podcast. <laughs> um, oh, so let's talk about a man who will never get fat injected into his dick John McCain. Because he's dead. Guys, if you're. <laughs> never mind. I'm not about to encourage anyone to go mutilate a war hero's grave. <laughs> Couldn't hey, do it. T-
0: I, I don't <laughs> want anyone who got captured. So,
1: well, they finally caught him, and by they I mean the Grim Reaper.
0: <laughs> chasing him for a while. Oh, yeah, John McCain's dead. I, I like we we, we we like it's news, and it like it's like I guess political news, and it needed to be on the show. But I'm just like, yep, John McCain's dead. He was old and had brain cancer. Surprise.
1: Um. Yeah, and all joking aside, our condolences do go out to the McCain family. Um, and yeah, I guess that's about all we have to say about that. Now that we got a couple of jabs in, and I encourage people to go mutilate his grave. Which, by the way, I was totally kidding. Trump curse strikes again. <laughs> Fuck! I can't. God, I wonder how hard Jeb keeps getting fucked over. If that's still you can't a can't stump the Trump dude. Just ask John. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, on another note, let's talk about... You were, we were talking about the redistribution of fat a moment ago. Let's talk about the redistribution of wealth. Bernie Sanders is trying to go toe-to-toe with capitalist heavyweight Jeff Bezos. And this is a title fight I would pay money to see only because bernie might have a stroke getting into the ring I,
0: it, it's really a, uh, a dichotomy of two of the most like opposite ideologies it's like a self-made man like who has now made himself the richest man in the world something that you know like You'd think would be respected. You'd be like, "That's really fucking
1: cool. Good for you, dude. Cool." Yeah, you came from nothing, and now you employ tens of thousands of people, and you dependably give them a paycheck every week or every two weeks or whatever their pay system is set up as.
0: Bernie Sanders is not enough enough because Jeff Bezos is rich.
1: I implore Bernie Sanders to employ one person. like through an actual taxpayer yeah to actually employ someone i don't know he's hypocritical enough he might have a maid that he pays minimum wage i
0: bet he does somebody's got to take care of his houses when he's not at them
1: i'm not saying his nose is of suspicious length but if she makes more than eight dollars an hour i'm not buying it
0: (laughs) but he, he says and i guess it's kind of funny i said uh someone who's not employed by the state but he's a state employee and i'm sure his staff is also i'm sure he's a lot is that is that how it works are they are the senators allotted a certain amount for like staff or whatever i'm sure they have to be they don't pay it out of their own pocket that'd be impossible that's something that yeah about. how much do we spend on like staffing for senators and shit just like fucking coffee boys and all it's like go get your own fucking
1: coffee bernie a lot of them are interns i would yeah, imagine maybe I don't know. Well, and you know what I mean? You talk about state universities propping that up and to where it's like, hey, you know, go fetch this guy's coffee and you'll get to see what it's like being a governor or a senator or you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just people donating their time. And you know, maybe it is worthwhile. I have no idea what all the process entails. But to me it almost sounds like a waste of time. Yeah.
0: But anyways, so he uh he said that because people work part-time and they use staffing solutions because the company is – Amazon is blowing up and innovating so much within multiple fields and industries, for one. Like, the innovation from Amazon, like, they're going to take over the fucking world, which, I mean, like, that's scary, but it's also, like, really cool the amount of innovation coming from the company. Um, but he apparently thinks that because some people work part-time or they might be on welfare or food stamps and such – and the people that work at their... Uh, they call them fulfillment centers. It's just where they put the orders together and ship them, obviously. Um, how much... Like, why would... If you can't fucking put something in a box and stick a sticker on it and put it in another box and it goes out the door... Like, should you... Like, like I... That's why I don't even support the minimum wage. I'm like, you could fucking have monkeys or robots do it. Fuck.
1: Well, and, you know, it completely disregards the fact that, you know, Amazon being a company on the public stock exchange is absolutely beholden to its shareholders. So once you raise prices and people stop buying your stuff, like you were once super competitive because of your shipping delivery system and your pricing. Now, all of a sudden, you're not. Your shipping and delivery is good. But now, all of a sudden, your prices go up by, say, like, I don't know, I'll throw out a number, 25%. Now, all of a sudden you've got a company like Walmart retailer who's going to sweep in and take all your business and your shareholders are going to massacre you. So now all of a sudden those like 30,000 people that you employed has to drop down to 10,000. You're selling off your market share because you can't afford to have that hold on the market. (laughs) Like that's the thing. Once the rules are set, everyone plays by them. And if you want to be, the one who sets this sort of shining example of paying people um, in Lamborghinis to put shit in a box, <sighs> then your company's going to go into the ground. It's just not how a business works. That's like
0: literally the definite... <laughs> like it, 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 Just like when you were saying that, it's just making me think it's like, like you want to pay somebody in Lamborghinis to put shit in boxes, which is obviously hyperbole, but
1: yeah, literally, you want to pay people in Chevy avalanches. Yeah. But that literally speaks, like, to me, when you
0: say that, all I hear is American loser culture. And yeah. by American loser culture, because I just mean lack of, like, one. Like, I'm not, like, talking down on the people that work these jobs. I'm just saying that, like, I'm sure that they aspire for more. I'm sure their fucking dream job wasn't working at Amazon. So, like, let them have that. Right.
1: Right. They're working there to sustain themselves. And you know what? The second they feel that they're qualified to go get something bigger and better, they absolutely should. Someone else will replace them. They hopefully go on to do bigger and better things. But the thing is, you are worth what you're paid. It is a voluntary contractual agreement once you fill out all that paperwork you shake your manager or boss's hand or whoever you know you've just agreed to this wage that you now think is inhumane well and that's bernie
0: saying that and see like dude trump has been firing at bezos for a while now and he hasn't said anything and then amazon finally like popped back at bernie and they said that his claims were like misleading and untrue or whatever they said and uh then like, I guess in the Amazon blog post or something said that, you know, Bernie Sanders isn't taking into account the, like all the, like the skills that people could be learning to move on to better jobs and stuff. And what Bernie Sanders apparently doesn't understand is that putting shit in boxes, like that should be, that's work for like a fucking 12 year old kid. Like you should, like, if you're 12, like, like, they should allow 12-year-olds, like, if you want to. Like, I'm not saying, like, fucking child labor and force them. But if you're 12 and want some money on the weekend or after school, like, hey, come put some shit in yeah. boxes, kid. We'll pay you fucking seven bucks an hour.
1: Yeah, help us tear down this truck. Go work at a co-op or something. You'll help us bail hay. Something like that. You know, it's simple, mindless labor. Like there isn't really any skill involved. Like, sure. I'm sure during the holiday season or a weekend or whatever, you're probably scrambling to move pretty quickly to ship a lot of things at once. But you know what I mean? There isn't really a mental aspect to it aside from basic time management, which is like, you're on the clock for eight hours.
0: If that most of these people are part time, they're probably working four to six hours a day
1: for like four days a week. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it reminds me of a story. It was this woman in, I think, California. It was some liberal shithole city in a liberal shithole state, but she worked at McDonald's and she was one of the fight for 15 people. She complained that she worked at McDonald's for five years and she had never gotten a raise. To me, that's not a failure on the company. I think that's a failure to you as an employee, because if you really think you're worth more then you would have no trouble at all, finding a better paying job in like a, I don't know, a real restaurant or even a better paying job in another fast food place. Or even a better paying job um, at McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing. If you are truly a good employee and you're, you are truly an asset, your company will try to take care of you because if you're a good employee That means in some way, shape, or form, you are giving them a better good or service to provide as a company. Ergo, more people want to buy said good or service, and it will put the company in better standing with the overall market. So if you haven't gotten a raise in five years, maybe don't blame the company. Maybe reevaluate your work ethic. Maybe all that time you're on your phone or all those times you show up late, that one time you no-call no-showed, but you kind of dipped in the next day and no one said anything to you. And then you want to complain about your hours being cut or I haven't gotten a raise in five years. Well, if it's taken that long and you still haven't, I'm sorry. That's almost certainly your fault.
0: Like, put me... Like, if I worked at McDonald's for five years, I'd be like... I, I don't know how the McDonald's fucking hierarchy works, uh, but I would... I'm pretty sure not... Like, I would probably be, like, above a manager... At least.
1: Oh, I would literally put me in McDonald's for five years and I will genetically evolve to shit Big Macs (laughs) and I will go up to corporate, show them my invention, tell them they're getting Big Macs for free and only demand, you know, like a $400,000 raise. And you just shit Big Macs all day. Yeah. And then, you know, you go to MIT or let's see here. What would be a good medical school? Not MIT.
0: Like, Johns Hopkins, Hopkins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so I'm gonna go to John Hopkins to get evaluated because I'm an anomaly of the medical world they're gonna pay me a ton of money to use me as a specimen I'm going to agree and I'm just gonna be shitting out Big Macs living the high life that's what happens if you put me in McDonald's for five years you make seven twenty five an hour reevaluate your fucking life yeah, damn it. bitch go take a shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's really funny like I haven't, I don't think I I haven't worked a minimum wage job since I was 16. Not that I like made like a crazy amount of money after that. Not that I make a crazy amount of money now. Like, I mean, I do all right now, but I mean, that's why I'm like, Oh, like I want to make more money. Maybe I should go learn something else or, okay. I did this job that I've been doing now for five years and I learned a lot of shit, but I've kind of reached like, like, like there's nowhere else for me to go in this company. Like literally it's like, where else can I go in this company? Nowhere. Like I've like basically tipped out the pay scale. I make more than probably anybody else here. Okay, so now what do I do? Okay, I go somewhere else. Go find something else. Make more money. <laughs> I take my skills and I make myself valuable to another company because I put in my time here. And if you,
1: yeah, exactly. In
0: five years, maybe you should go to apply it like fucking Applebee's and make a little bit more money you're in a total fuck, but I bet you are because you're bitching about it on the news trying to get $15 an hour, so obviously you have no ambition. Fuck you.
1: So, to summarize, you truly are in the driver's seat of your own destiny. It's just up to you to realize that and fulfill it to the truest extent that you can. Because if you blame your shortcomings on others, you're just going to drown in what was most likely ultimately your fault. And on that note, I am Brad Hartshorn, and that's Blake Burlingame. You can follow us on Facebook at The Dangerous Freedom. You can follow us, or it's just Dangerous Freedom on Facebook, excuse me. You can find us on Instagram as The Dangerous Freedom. Our personal social media accounts are Brad Hartshorn on Facebook, Brad on Instagram. Blake Burlingame is just Blake Burlingame on both platforms. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Tune in. We got shows coming out every week. We had a little bit of a lull, had some technical difficulties, but we just pumped out like three shows in a week for you, ungrateful fucks. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding, guys. Please come back. We need you. We love you. We'll suck your dick just to prove how straight we are. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're signing out. This is the Dangerous Freedom episode 16. Yeah, Let's it. I'm Brad Hartshorn signing Blake out. Like
0: Berlin game. Have a good night, guys. Thank you all for listening.